This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.blogspot.com. Hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast, episode 22. Um, yeah, and I'm David, as always, and we have Darren. I'm David, as always. As always. I always say that. I can't, fucking, I, I can't come up with new um, new uh, phrase, catchphrases. But yeah, anyway, uh, Laura's not here, but we do have uh, Darren and Lindsay. Hello. As usual, instead of always, yeah. Um, cool, and yeah, we're going to chat movies. Tonight's discussion, as you might have seen if you've seen on the poll on the website, is Sundance Movies. We're going to chat about that later. Uh, not in a lot no. of depth. I think when we looked into it, it's just, there's so many bloody films in there, but it could be interesting. Let's have a bit of a chat. Um, I've watched a, a film I haven't seen before that I don't mind talking about. Um, yeah. Lindsay's clearly f- forgot about that, and I can hear her googling away at this moment <laughs> in time for a Sundance film. You're so unprepared. I, I was just like, um, yeah, there was there was something I was supposed to have done, but surely there's that many films in Sundance. Like I watched Lars and the Real Girl not that long ago. Surely that was in there somewhere. That's a Sundance film, isn't it? I don't it? think it was. It you know? sounds like a Sundance film. I don't know. It's a proper <laughs> Sundance film. It's, it's quirky. It's, it's, what, it's an American indie, indie film. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I failed miserably. Yeah, as soon as Dave said that, all I could hear was. It's South. Must remember, you can hear me typing through the computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. But we've got that to look forward to. Uh, I thought actually before we get started on the usual sort of setup, um, I know we don't usually do news, but I thought a little because it's award season, have a little brief award season chat because we've we've got the Oscar nominations announced, um, and next episode next episode will be about the Oscars. Really, is our special topic. Uh, so maybe a little chat about the. Oscar nominations, and also we've had the BAFTAs, the actual awards, uh, at the weekend, so we can have a chat about that. Any thoughts? They're not particularly exciting. Which one? Oscars? Why was there only nine films? I don't know. I don't know. Why Um, is the film shortlist? Why are there so many films? Well, they changed it last year, didn't they, to ten? Yeah. And then this year's only nine, and it's just like, I mean, I thought it was a shit year for films as well. I I struggled for a top ten, so. I I thought it was, I I liked this year. I would have thought they wouldn't put that many in. Like, surely that's not much of a shortlist. Like, your shortlist should be like The idea, and I quite like the idea, is that traditionally the five are usually like quite worthy, usually more drama. And the idea that is if they have ten, they'll open it up. To maybe comic like comedies and things like that. To, yeah, to... but they'll still give it to the worthy drama ones. They always do. Yeah, no, but I guess it, it, like they're still it clearly going to give it to the artists. There's no question about it. Lord of the just Rings completely still... caught up in the hype. Yeah. One, didn't it? Yeah. It's um, but maybe, but not just that. It's not necessarily about winning it, but at the same time, it's a big kudos for everyone to be able to get their one nominated for an Oscar. It, it gets like the it. film more money. Although, what's surprising this year that, is actually, yeah. what's surprising this year is though. Even though they dropped one, they only had nine instead of ten. Um, I'm really surprised they missed Drive Off. I know not everyone likes uh, it, but yeah, at the same I'll time, something right. If I'd given that <laughs> fuck all, except sound editing. The thing though. is, enough enough critics did like it to to be really surprised it's in there. And what is in there is fucking uh, incredibly loud and extremely close. Whatever the fuck it's called, extremely loud and incredibly close, which has got terrible reviews and it looks awful. And it's like, why is that in there? And something like Drive or. Whatever, Midnight in Paris in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It's quite surprising. That's quite not, it's like best writing, but it's like, it had pretty universal praise. There. I don't know, but uh, yeah, still a bit surprising. But um, but yeah, it's not. Other than that, it's, it's pretty predictable. Yeah, the I think the artist is going to walk away with everything. Like it did at the Baftas. Um, although what surprised me at the Baftas was best actor because that went to the I can't pronounce his name, the guy from the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really wasn't expecting. I mean, I was expecting it to win. I thought Gary else. Oldman would take yeah, it. Yeah, Gar- especially the BAFTAs because the BAFTAs just kiss fucking British films. They ass. love him, and it's like and and people like Gary Oldman. So I was really surprised he didn't win that. But um, for I whatever, think he was yeah. as well. I think George Clooney will win the Best Actor at the Oscars, though. Mm-hmm. Has anybody seen it? I- I've seen it. We'll talk about that later. But Is he believable it. as a as a father? Other than the kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, he is. George well, Clooney. He is, although to be fair, the idea of the film is, is he is a shit yeah, fan. But Aaron, is, is he on, believable but... as a human being? <laughs> he's, uh, no, I, I, like, I like a bit of George. I, I, I like, like a bit of George. Yeah, Clooney, I love a bit of George. He is good in The Descendants. He's very good in The Descendants. But um, I don't know. I, I still think Gary Oldman's in with a chance for the Oscars. Although, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the Americans didn't think as much to Tinker Taylor's. 
the bits did, but we'll see. Mm. Um, it could well, be, and could also, be George's year. They didn't again. put Senna on their documentary list. No, the yeah. doc- their documentary list has been quite but then, controversial. Because the Americans don't really do Formula One, do they? No, but even then, the thing is, it's one of those oh, films they don't need to know Formula One. What was surprising from, I, I've not seen it yet, but from a lot of the other... Chico and Rita? Docu- no, that's, no, for, I'm talking about documentaries still. A lot of other... Chico and Rita, no, it isn't. It's not, is it? That's in best animated feature. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Because it but, came out uh, last year and it got missed, didn't yeah. it? It was in all the others and then it got yeah. last year. But, um, but no, documentary-wise, there's a film that everyone's banging on about, yeah, The Interrupters, and everyone was really surprised that didn't get nominated as well because that's supposed to be amazing. And some of the stuff that is nominated is a bit like not particularly special or people haven't heard of it. So the documentary Oscars are a bit odd. Well, the project name's up, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. That'll probably win. Yeah. Is um, that good, though? Never seen it. No. Oh, okay. It's just got a monkey in it. That was on the plane, and I was desperate to watch <laughs> it, but I didn't want to watch it with a fuzzy screen. No, you don't want to ruin it. You want to watch it properly. Got to see high-def monkeys. But, but so generally, the BAFTAs, people watched it. You know, what do people think? They're Any surprises? Free. No. Apart from the actor, Stephen Fry made called. a nice host. He's yeah, better than Jonathan Ross, to be honest. I quite like Jonathan Ross as well, though, but... Yeah, Jonathan Ross has moved into kind of Chris Moyle's territory for me recently. Like he's just unnecessarily vulgar, and like mm. when he's interviewing people, he's not asking them questions that he wants answers to. He's looking to kind of make a joke, and it's like his TV show's gotten really irritating. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind him. But did, didn't Steve Friday do it last year? The after so am I making it up? No, it was so, Jonathan Ross because yeah. I remember Christian oh, right. Christopher Lee looking pretty much like a corpse. Oh, yeah. That's all that, I remember. Yeah. That is, and coming on stage and just being like, what yeah. the hell happened to you? It's weird. I'm never all that bothered about the Buff Baftas, which is weird because I get bizarrely excited about the Oscars. I don't really care who wins them, but I've got, I think it's just I've got a tradition of always staying up and watching it. And I think I just enjoy the experience of staying up late, getting some snacks in. And, and we, I always bet on it and on who's going to win it and stuff. And I think I just like the competition aspect. But when it comes to the other awards, Baftas, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. And. Golden Globes, I've never sat and watched that and just like, it's weird, but there's something about the Oscars that just uh, just um, interests me. But um, but yeah, we'll talk about that next week more in detail, I guess. Two weeks. Um, two weeks, yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, cool. Any other thoughts on the award season or should we move on? Just They may as well just give them all to Meryl and save her, save her putting on terrible outfits and actually showing up, they should just send them all to her house and be done with it. But yeah, it was quite comedy that she buggered over. <laughs> she lost her shoe and yeah, lost her handbag. And whether she I think she was seen... pissed. Yeah. Have any of you two seen Iron Lady? No. No. Yeah. Did Laura, you saw it, didn't you? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Laura talks about it. Is she good in it? Is she good? She is. She surprised me, actually. She surprised Everything me. Everything I hear <laughs> says it's a great performance in a bad film. Yeah. Oh, the film is fucking unbelievably shit on every decision-making level. It really is. Doesn't surprise me. But she is. She's better than I thought it was going to be because I was really worried that it, it sounded like when I watched the clips and when I saw the trailers and other stuff, it seemed like such a, an impersonation rather than a genuine character of her. Well, that but, is what I think is always the problem. Yeah, but it's a decision you make. And I'd, but saying that, she was it was way more believable. It was way more... It's better than I expected it to be. But at times, it still resulted in that. It was still that. But then the film was a little bit like... A, it was like fucking Michael... You know, this is your life sort of highlights reel. And, mm. So it was a little bit like that. But actually, she did surprise me in terms of... Because yeah. I thought it was going to be yeah. a big... A big impersonation. Well, that's what I found with. Um, I keep talking about this film. I don't know why it's not that good, but the um, Julie and Julia. She's very. I mean, I don't know the personality very well that she's that she's doing. But again, when you first see her, she's very big and over the top, and she's obviously putting on this famous voice that this famous chef had, um, and it is big and over the top. But she does bring a, a strong overall performance out of it, mm. even though it's got that that sort of imitation sort of aspect to it it's yeah. um, she she is is it's the thing she's with a good Meryl. actress it's like, yeah, she yeah. is a good actress she's, it's yeah. easy to be like oh god it's Meryl Streep again she's awards hoover sort of thing but but she's but she is good yeah it, it, i mean it is kind of phenomenal because it is an amazing impersonation but she does tread the tread it better than i expected yeah i was like okay actually yeah. she pulls this off the young Margaret Thatcher though is literally one of the worst performances i've ever 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 yeah. ever seen in my life 
Awesome. But, um, yeah, whatever. Anyway, cool. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. 20 minutes we haven't started yet. Yeah, it's like we were just saying, let's do a really quick one, but not going to happen. Um, trailers, trailers, trailers. I saw Abraham Lincoln, vampire the vampire hunter. Was it good? I, I don't know if you've even heard of this film. Have you not? It's quite famous. It's obviously, it's a book, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's based on... It's one of those, like, Pride and Prejudice, yeah, Prejudice and, zombies. and Zombies. It's the same yeah. thing, where they're doing all these sort of, like, historical crossovers, which, you know what, I actually quite like. I'm, I'm sometimes a bit, I'm a bit of a sucker for a, for a gimmick like that. Um, Tim Burton produces it. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, until I saw the trailer. Cool. But in that, um, Tim, whatever, the guy did Night Watch and Day Watch. Oh, uh, yeah. He's directed... Oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> Not a big fan Judgments on Noise Much, Dave. I thought Nightwatch was overrated. I More did. I, I liked Nightwatch, and Daywatch was just really, really bad. I didn't even really? Day yeah, I, I, after the hype, I watched Nightwatch, and I didn't really like it. I didn't even bother watching Daywatch. But anyway, so it's him, and obviously it's just exactly what it, you know. I don't really need to describe it, really, do I? It's set when it's set. It's Abraham Lincoln, and uh, America gets overrun by zombies, and Abraham Lincoln's the man to um, kill them. Is it set in Abraham Lincoln time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? It looks ridiculous, stupid, but... Uh, if know, it knows what it is and it does it exactly. well, then you can't really fault it, can exactly. you? Exactly. It could be mm. a lot of fun. Cool. Excellent. I keep meaning to check that trailer out, but I keep not getting around I've never even heard of it. I'm totally going to check it out now, though. Well, I've... Um, to be honest, the trailer that impressed me the most recently is a film we've had talked about already, so I won't go into it too much. But it's actually the second... The, the, the first full... Uh, Spider-Man trailer, and you know what? The first trailer, I was a bit like, okay, yeah, it's all right. I wasn't, I wasn't that bothered. The second trailer actually looks pretty decent. Yeah, it still mm-hmm. looks too similar to the last film, so it's a bit like, oh. why are you bothering? But I don't know. I thought I quite like the tone. It's sort of a bit goofy, a bit silly. I, that works better for me when you get watching superhero movies like Thor. I preferred Thor to most of the other sort of more serious sort of superhero ones, and. It's uh, it, it looks fun, and some of the effects look better than the old ones, so they've improved it a little bit. It still looks like a waste of time, but I don't know. I thought it looked all right. Are they still yeah. doing that dodgy first-person perspective thing? You didn't see it, like, no, not in that trailer, yeah. Not in that oh, one. Oh, because that really, really irritated me. I was like, really? it looked really cheap. It just looked, it looked like looked Mirror's really Edge fake. to me. It looked way too much like Mirror's Edge. I quite liked it. The actual swinging stuff in the new trailer actually looks quite good. It looked a little bit more mm. visual. It's a bit... Mm, I should more... confess, I really don't like Spider-Man either. Like, they just annoy me in every aspect. Oh, really? Like, I really don't oh, like, like Spider-Man films. Oh, okay, I like, I like them. But um, I think the tra- I think it looks all right. I'm intrigued by it. I have a little bit of a problem with some of the jokes in it. were a little bit cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. A little bit cringeworthy. But um, hopefully they'll be able to pull it off. And, I mean, in a way, I mean, it's a tricky one. Because the 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 other ones are so goofy and light yeah. that in a way this needs to be a little bit different so yeah. we'll see yeah I mean Andrew Garfield's pretty decent as an actor so yeah, yeah I'm not silly I'm not keen on how he looks in this film personally but I think he's lovely <laughs> yeah well, but that's a different story altogether that is a different yeah I, I just think he yeah it just looks a bit forced as an image hmm. like the image of Peter Parker in this because like it's, it's almost like that's Scene not as bad in Spider Man Three when um, oh. emo <laughs> emo. Oh, when there's all yeah, That's horrible. Yeah, no, why that that is pretty poor. That is how I lost my testicle <laughs> when I watched that bit. I just chewed it off. <laughs> Make it go away. But yeah, yeah because Anstey and Colvin fucking loved that, didn't they? Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, so they're angst. And um, okay, well, what mine's a completely see? different. The only trailer I remember seeing, and bear in mind, I saw this out of kids' movie, was the new Madagascar film. Okay, great. <laughs> right, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You know, it, it's the usual Madagascar shit. I don't think I saw two. I've seen any of them. It's got. Have you not? The first one's really, yeah. really good. The second one, I think I've seen bits of, and it's a bit of the same shit, you know, like they do with films. But I think the first Madagascar film is a very, very good film, um, and it's very funny. Like, the penguins and the lemurs are genius. But it's kind of like the Muppets, your peripheral characters are the more interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Animation you know, as a whole is, is often do that a lot, yeah. I like that, though. It's Bolt And, and well, like, the it? first Madagascar um, mixes like real footage and animation footage. So like when they're all in a subway in New York, it's an actual video of a subway in New York and the cartoon characters right. coming up on top of it. Yeah. So from the human perspective, they're all roaring and, and like making animal noises. And then you cut back to the animal perspective and they're talking to each other. And so it's kind of cool. 
it kind of gets around a few tricky things. But yeah, it looks really silly. It'll be really predictable, but eh, I'd watch it if somebody bought me the DVD. Fair enough. What a recommendation that is on the box. I'd watch it if somebody bought me the DVD. <laughs> yeah, well, I felt like that about Despicable Me and then bought the DVD because it was really cheap and really enjoyed it, which I know oh, you didn't like, Darren, but God. it was really silly and I've, it made me happy. I've missed a lot of a lot of the non-Pixar like Pixar, uh, CGI ones. I keep watching day. them. I'm not necessarily... It's not that I don't want to see them. I think I'm just not bothered to watch them. Because a lot of them are so shit. Yeah. Monsters and Aliens, shockingly shit. Despicable yeah, Me, one of the worst it. animations I've ever seen. Yeah, but then occasionally you find something like Cloudy yeah. with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, that is true. It has Train Your Dragon. Dragon. And there's yeah. another one that's coming up that I saw... Monster in Paris? Again. That looks shit, though. No, it's newer. It's like further beyond than that because Monster Paris is out, isn't it? The thorax or Lorax? Where is Thorax? It's another kind of DreamWorksy type one that looks kind of smart. I'll find it and we'll talk about it next well, time. What's that about? What's the, what, what? I can't remember. Do you I forget trailers about the second it? I see them. I'm the worst person for this podcast. I'm amazed <laughs> you haven't fired me yet. Okay, so you, we'll figure that one out then. <laughs> I'll figure it out. What has fired? So can you actually remember what you've seen then? Yes. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah, why not? All right, well, yeah. well, on the kids' film theme, we saw the Muppets over the weekend. Um, and for... Do you know who wrote it? Who, the Muppets? Yeah, the new one. It wasn't... It was written by a few people, wasn't it? It was written by a few people. Jason yeah, Segal. Yeah, Jason, the main guy, in it? Whatever his name is. Segal. And he's in it. <laughs> and the basic premise is um, this guy and his little brother, Walter... Uh, the, the Walter's like the biggest Muppets fan in the world and Walter is actually a Muppet but it's never addressed like he's treated like a human being so he lives with the human beings and so he's a human to all intents and purposes um, and he's the biggest Muppet fan in the world and then they go to Muppet World and it's in ruin and then they discover that Texas Oil Man uh, his name's Tex is it Tex Oil Man? I think that might be his name is going to buy and like desecrate the Muppet Museum because there's oil underneath it so he takes it upon himself to find Kermit and get them to raise, they have to raise 10 million in order to buy the site back by midnight on a certain date. And it's brilliant. It's like clearly, like, whoever the guys writing it have gone, we want the Muppets, we're the hell of the Muppets, so they go on this big journey to bring the Muppets back. It's really sentimental. It's really predictable. Um, But it's got that kind of lovely Muppet charm. So um, all the human beings kind of, they have conversations. Like there's a bit at the beginning where... um, Kermit says, oh, you know, I'm not going to do it. And then Amy Adams just goes, oh, well, this is going to be a really short movie. And there's loads of kind of self-aware moments like that in it, which I The Muppets always do that a lot, I guess. It works. Like, they quite often, like, break the fourth wall and people people burst into song and then people point it out. Like, you know, Amy Adams does this number in a restaurant and then at the end of it, the woman in the restaurant's like, yeah, you can't do... You can't sing in here. Um, But it was lovely. Like, proper laugh-out-loud funny... Um, Piggy is just brilliant. She's not as annoying as I remember her being. And then, and it's just, as usual, it's the kind of, you know, the peripheral characters. So you've got Animal, who has been awesome. through therapy because <laughs> he's not allowed to play the drums anymore. And, like, drums is his trigger word. And obviously, you know, in the end, Animal gets to play the drums. But, like, cameo after cameo. <laughs> I'm not ruining it. Like, Magic. ridiculous cameos. Um, God, just I'm trying to think of half the famous people that are in it. Um from we get the, the idea. We get... <laughs> the little kid from Modern Family to uh, um, <laughs> the guy from uh, Big Bang Theory to Jack Black. Oh, they were the big ones then. <laughs> no, I'm, say, I'm sure there's some bigger ones than that. It's a real mix of people that just appear and you can see that they're all a bit like, we love the Muppets, but soundtrack's brilliant. The film is hilarious. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes, which is perfect. It's just like, it made me very, very, very happy. Fucking rave review from Lindsay. Cool. And then Jay came home from work the other day singing the song from the <laughs> beginning. It was just like, yes, it's brilliant. So, That'll yeah, fully recommend The Muppets. Oh, I am desperate to see it. I think I'll probably catch it at the weekend. I've got some Odin points built up that need spending. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Ask yourself, Dave, you're a Muppet. on a Saturday, yes. <laughs> and you're, you can answer the question after it. But, yeah, it's lovely. It made me really, really, really happy. And it made me just want to watch Muppets forever. Cool. Awesome. Well, I've seen a couple. Um, the first I'll talk about, because it came out a couple of weeks ago, is The Descendants. And I- I'm the only person to have seen it. I'm quite surprised. But um, In- well, I'm sure, fucking hell. I'm sure you guys... <laughs> How did they get uh... nominated for all these awards then? <laughs> Just on your recommendation? <laughs> out of us, lot, of course. Um, 
Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was very, very good. It's and now I'll talk about I don't want to sound negative about it, so I'll talk about positive first, but there's a few problems with it. But uh I just found it quite it's emotionally quite powerful. Um without sort of getting melodramatic, without sort of getting cheesy. Uh but the main thing for me is just and I guess this is a common thing with Alexander Payne's films, but it's just nice to see a mainstream film, a fairly mainstream film that's um, made for adults, and that's it. It doesn't try and add made in for loads. adults. Well, yeah. not so, adults. Ooh, so like those people in English adults. say oh, whatever England. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for adults, adults, whatever. <laughs> um, that doesn't try and pander for a big. It doesn't try and say, "Oh, we need to get the teenage crowd. Let's fucking put some ch- stupid gags in and stuff like that." It's just a film for adults with an adult drama, and it's got a really interesting premise. For people who don't know, uh, I don't want to give too much away because some of it sort of comes through later on. But basically, this guy, his wife, um, is is in a coma after having a, a jet ski accident. She's in a coma, and he's sort of left to sort of try and sort things out and. Uh, He's also got two daughters who he doesn't really spend a lot of time with. He's a bit of a shit dad, basically. And he was a shit husband as well. And it's about him sort of uh, pulling his life together whilst his wife's in the hospital. But uh, a bit of a... What sort of puts a fly in the ointment, or whatever you want to say, is a shit phrase, um, <laughs> is he finds out that his wife was cheating on him, um, which sort of takes the film in quite a different direction. And it, that's what makes it quite interesting, because it's interesting to see there's this woman just in a coma who doesn't do anything the whole film. She's just sat in a bed, but she, uh, the film sort of sur- goes around her and, and, and it's interesting to see his, his internal conflict in terms of like, he obviously lo- loved his wife and he's, it's all about him bringing his family together. But at the same time, she's really fucked him over and he can't sort of confront her about it. Mm. He's got to sort of deal with it himself. He tries to find the guy and all this and he, He's more dealing with it with his old, the, the elder daughter who, um, who actually was the one who tells him about it. And uh, it's, it's just really interesting premise. It's really nicely done. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I got quite emotional a lot during it. I'm, I'm just Aww. so soft with films these days. But I don't know. I think there's, it, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people in hospitals and dying and all that sort of shit. It's just, just it's always, always a bit emotional. But um, but yeah, it's really good. It's it's fairly subtle as well um, for a Hollywood film anyway, and it's uh, which is which I always quite like. Um, yeah, so it's very good, but it's not perfect. Um, and yeah, and as much as it deserves all the praise it's getting, it's not the best film of last year. I think for me, the prob- problem with it is it's more just. It's more just a few little... It's more niggles. It's more there's a few little scenes and a few lines of dialogue that are just a bit clunky or a bit... Not necessarily clunky, but forced. Uh, mainly some of the humour, because it's, it's it does get quite emotional. It's like they do... And it's Alexander Payne. He makes sort of uh, these sort of dramedies. Um, it's like... Dramedies? Sometimes when he puts the humour in there, it feels like it's been forced in there a little bit and it's not always... It's not, it doesn't always settle. There's... there's um, there's uh, if you've seen the trailer there's like this uh boyfriend of, of his daughter who's sort of like a laid-back sort of surface sort of guy and his first few scenes are pretty like a bit cringeworthy but to be honest he does grow on you and by the end of the character he's actually he does actually bring out most of the gags in the film and he's, it, it does work um, but it's just a, there's just a few moments where the humor's a little bit forced um and uh yeah, and there's just one or two lines. There's there's just two little scenes in particular uh, of exposition that because most of the film is written really nicely, it's, it's as I say, it's fairly subtle. But then I think because it, a lot of it is subtle and it doesn't it doesn't move that fast. It's it's more taking its time about the situation this guy's in and his sort of inner turmoil or whatever, and him building his family together. Um, I think when it wants to move the plot along, he does so in a bit of a clunky way. It's like. He'll have a chat with someone, and she'll 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 bring out this random plot point unnecessarily. And it's just one or two tiny bits of writing. They're a bit like, oh, that because the rest of it's so well written. There's these one or two lines of like, whoa, where did that come from? It's a bit of shit. So I don't know. It's one of those films that's flawed. It's just got a few little niggles, but on the whole, it's really really good. Don't give anything away. But is the what is the ending ridiculous? Um, not no, not really. Been a few... You know, people have said like the very ending is a little bit the very ending, like, the, almost like a last, almost like a Inception style. Last there's, a lot of... there's it all a dream? 
Oh, with the... No, 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 don't... No, I don't... No, I didn't mind. I can't, I can't remember the very last, last bit, because, to be honest, there's, there's a... It's a weird film. It's not got an obvious, easy narrative. Well, it, it sort of does, but it, it's more of like a... I don't know. It, it's got a few sort of peaks at the end. Not in a Lord of the Rings dragged out sort of way, but I'm tr- I can't think of any... Yeah, there's a bit of a, a fluffy bit to it. There's, there's some fluffy stuff towards the end, but not necessarily ridiculous. No, oh, okay. no I thought it was good. Does, um, does like George... it's, it's well worth watching, but it's flawed, so I, I don't know. A nit- nitpickers might might uh, have problems with it, but... Me then. Yeah, I think Dan Does our George deserve his Oscar nomination? He, he is very good, but um, I don't know. I think... Uh, I don't know. He didn't blow me away, but he, he, he was very good. Uh, but I, I, I like George. I, I like... He's always George, he's though, all, isn't he? He's always solid. George. Yeah. He's not doing anything that new. I, I think he worked... I think he was better in Up in the Air, but Up in the Air was pretty much written for him. This is... Up in the Air is yeah. how I imagine George Clooney to be. Yeah. To be honest, in real life. He's not a million miles away in this film. I think they've made him look a bit greyer and a bit older, but and he's got the the family side of it here, whereas usually he's more the But at the same time, as I say, he's he's a bad father in this film and he's trying to build a relationship with his family. So that is sort of like the the sort of gorgeous George uh ever the bachelor sort of whatever personality that everyone seems to think he has. So um it's not it's not a, it's not a massive step for him really. It's it's similar sort of stuff. But it's good. It's well worth watching, but it has got quite a few little... It's, it's easy to nitpick. Okay. Cool. What else have you seen, Lindsay? I think uh, just... The only other cinema release I've seen, um, which wouldn't have had a release... I don't think it's had a release outside of Ireland, possibly Dublin and Belfast. We're an international docu- podcast. Yeah, what, what can I say? Well, it's because it's a, it's one, it's of interest, but um, it's called Bernadette Notes on a Political Journey. And it is about... A, a woman who was an MP for Northern Ireland. She was an independent in the late 60s, early 70s during the whole Troubles. Um, Bernadette Makaliski, I can never say her name. Anyway, she was 21, second year university student and um, basically just ended up being a voice for the people. So for those of us that have grown up with career politicians, it was very odd to see a woman who had no choice but to become a politician because the people were just like, you speak on our behalf, off you go. And she was very young, very opinionated, uh, kind of atheist, socialist, which is very unusual from this part of the world. Um, it was a mixture of interviews with her as kind of in the, you know, between kind of 2007 and 2010, I think, and then lots of footage um, of the Troubles and her when she was younger and lots of photos um, from a story point of view i mean the woman's life is fascinating she was an mp for years uh, she's famous for smacking the secretary of state in the house um, in the house of commons when um, he said that the british army acted in self defence on bloody sunday like she walked across the hall and she smacked him in the face and walked out <laughs> like a really really strong really polite she calls herself a um a speechifier I think, is that, that what she calls her site? Yeah, like the idea that she was never a politician, she just spoke what other people didn't know how to speak. Um, and then, like, she was massive behind the hunger striker campaign until she got shot, like, eight times in the chest. She was the only person that, uh, of a group of, I think, eight of them that were kind of key movers in that that survived. Um, and so, like, her story is really fascinating, but the documentary itself was really, really poorly made, like really poor production quality, really kind of just not very well stitched together. Um, Little things like the interviews were like shit quality and the images were like, you understand with old footage that it is what it is and you just do the best you can with it. But when you're actively filming someone for what, for your purpose, it was a bit cheap and a little Mm. bit. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, I mean, she was she's a fascinating woman and uh, we'd like to see it play somewhere other than here because it, it's just interesting um, how you end up becoming, like, you know, at 21, it just wouldn't happen these days because everybody, you know, you've got to go through, you've got to get a PhD before you can become a politician these days. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if it holds much interest outside of here and probably bits of America where they bloody love, they love the uh, the whole Irish, Northern Irish thing. Yeah. Does um, sound quite interesting, isn't it? I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's <laughs> Although, worth a look, yeah. you know. And she, I mean, she's just a woman, like, to, that was completely different. You know, socialism never really took off here. You know, you were one or you were the other. Mm. And it was always tied to religion. So for somebody that was trying to be completely independent and pushing for the, you know, the removal of, state, of faith schools in, you know, I mean, you know what this place is like. Mm. So, um, yeah, you know, I think she's still the youngest MP 
I think she might be the youngest female MP ever, but she's not. She was at one point the youngest MP ever, but now she's probably been um, superseded to that one. She, she went to jail. There was a massive riot, and um, like hundreds of people were involved, and she was the only person tried and sent to jail for it because she was she represented. I guess she represented a threat. But um, did many people yeah, see it? Was it was it? The cinema, it, it showed at Queen's, which is our kind of little independent, and it was it showed for maybe a week and it sold out for its run. And it will wow. sell out in a similar way in uh, Derry, um, which is where she was from. Um, and there's like murals. She's got a mural on the bog side in Derry um, that shows her kind of when she's young in her miniskirts and stuff. And it will sell out in Dublin. But I doubt it will show maybe places that have Irish connections. So it might go to a small cinema like um, Electric or the Mac in Birmingham. It might go into Manchester, but I wouldn't imagine. But here it was like, you know, it was a big deal that this film was made. Um, but apparently she kind of doesn't stand behind it in a kind of similar to Naomi Klein when they made Shop Doctrine, where she gave the interviews and then actually the finished product she wasn't happy with. But I'm not sure why, perhaps because she kind of comes out of it a little bit kind of embittered and, and fed up and, you know, like it was all, wasn't really worth all the energy and the effort and the number of people who died because they got what she says, you know, they got the same deal in 99 that they got in 72, which is not necessarily true, but it's very interesting. It's just hugely depressing as well. There's just flipping dead people everywhere. Mm. But, but yeah. Sounds like, a riot. <laughs> yeah, no, it is literally. But yeah, like just her talking about being shot eight times in the chest. It's this just like, and surviving that. It's just, it's just really frick. I'm not even quite sure how. Um, but yeah, there was, and interestingly, throughout the entire film, there was a woman in the cinema typing. And I've what? never, ever, it was a new level of cinema rudeness for me, yeah. and I've never wanted to smash somebody in the face so much. Did you say felt, anything? Um, she was further down than me. Somebody did speak to her, but didn't change anything, and the staff were too scared of her to do anything about it. So she was far enough away to for it not to annoy me too much but the people sitting next to her i really just would have beaten her over the head with her keyboard but she sat there typing it's like she was transcribing the whole home film mm. or the whole film maybe she was yeah. a new piracy or well, maybe yeah piracy. intellectual private i don't freaking know but uh yeah no it was it was an odd an odd thing to to see in a cinema it's like yeah. i don't understand what you're doing so a journalist taking notes but to bring a fucking keyboard in yeah, um, like bring your MacBook in and like because obviously you've got a pen, a light, a maybe she was just playing football manager and just bored by the film. <laughs> she was bidding on something on eBay that she really didn't want to miss. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. If you can't, if you see it, it'll probably to be honest, it'll probably go onto TV. Yeah, so where like BBC Four will probably show yeah. it, and it is worth a look. But... I reckon you should review it for their website. I reckon that's the type of film that yeah nobody else. Your website, yeah, yeah. yeah, I will do um, when I find the time. But yeah, it's definitely Tomorrow. worth a look. Tomorrow now, I'm doing it as we speak. Yeah, get your keyboard tight. Yeah, like I do wonder. I'd like. I'd be interested in its appeal to people out because I'm obviously an outsider here. I don't belong. So for me, it was a lot of learning. Whereas mm. other people that are involved, I think that you know, for them, it's kind of seeing something that's a different opinion to theirs. Yeah. Whereas they don't really have that much of an opinion because, you know, I know that I don't know any of it. Yeah, but, but you do have an opinion, Lindsay. <laughs> No, I'm the, yes, the most do. unopinionated young lady in the world. No, you have an opinion on the situation over there and how it works. You know, everything, but, um, yeah, you don't, you know, strong political women, they're always interesting. And she was so young. But anyway. Anyway, cool. Yeah, worth a, walk, worth a look. Well, on the complete other side of the spectrum to documentaries about the uh, troubles in Ireland, um, I watched Titanic 3D. <laughs> Although they built the Titanic in Belfast, did you know that? I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. Know that. And they like, they have some shoddy line stuck in there just to. What let was the three D like? The three D was really good. Was it? Yeah, I was really surprised. That was one thing that intrigued me that made me want to watch it was to see how the retrofitting was because because um, I'm always a bit dubious about retrofitting, especially on live action stuff. But it, this three D was really good. I mean, I was really looking out for flaws and. There was some minor, minor little flaws occasionally if you look very, very, very carefully. But really, I mean, really minor. Um, but overall, it looked great, and uh, it's and it did. 
I must admit, I mean, I'm not 3D. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sort of on the fence on 3D. I quite enjoy watching 3D film now and again, but I'm not all for like it wiping out normal cinema. I think it's ridiculous. But um, to be honest, for a film like Titanic, which made which its major selling point is just its sort of big, epic, over the top sort of grand scale sort of drama and and sort of a disaster movie sort of type stuff. You could have just shortcut For a film like that, I think 3D, having it in 3D is fine. I think it actually made it the spectacle more impressive. Um, so, no, I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a great film. It is cheesy. The script is fucking atrocious. It's so clunky. But for an old You have fashioned... a gift, Jack. You do. Yeah. You see people. I see you. God, yeah. It's brilliant. There's Moses some horrible lines in there. Oh my God. I know James, more of that film than I should admit. Yeah. James Cameron needs to just direct and not write. But um <laughs> but yeah, but but the thing is, it is framed as an old fashioned sort of fifties style big epic romance. And it does that well. Those types of films have had cheesy lines and stuff anyway. And to be honest, the last hour when the ship starts going down is it is pretty awesome. It's a great film. It is. It's exciting. It's it's fun yeah. to watch. It is cheesy. It's over the top. It, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's not a brilliant. It's not brilliant. I, I don't know. Three and a half stars sort of thing. But but on on that epic <laughs> scale sort of thing. I love the way you three describe half, everything in stars. Three and a half stars. Three and a half out of five or ten because that's a big out, deal. Out of five. Out of five. Surely that's See, out of ten. I you always found ten with stars. The Surely second not. the ship starts to sink, it becomes a very good film, but you have to sit through all the crap beforehand. Yeah. I mean, the crap beforehand um, wasn't quite as bad as I remembered, but it's still oh, not it's good. But, is um, that the going rape for saving the woman you love? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all that bollocks with the jewel and, you know, well, the shoving in of Tony. When was the last time you saw this, Lindsay? You know a Jesus, lot about I it. couldn't remember You know, my little brother stuff. loves this film, so it got watched again and again is, and is, again. Is that and the, the little brother? Is that of... Uh, which little brother is that one? The gay one. Oh, OK, yeah. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. Well, yeah. Um, there's, like... Have you ever seen A Night to Remember? Yeah, yeah. The one made in the 50s, because it's a complete shot-for-shot rip-off in places. Yeah, well, they're guess... actually um, they're showing that. There's only um, so much you can change. Because <laughs> they've um, here, because obviously, do you know we built the Titanic in Belfast? Um, the dry dock here is becoming an outdoor cinema for like the oh, year, wow. and they're showing a night to remember on the kind of the anniversary yeah. of the Titanic sinking outside <laughs> the dry dock, yeah. well, which well. is really cool. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Cool. But yeah, it, it's 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 just such an awkward like. Did they 3D Kate Winslet's boobies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I liked it. Was you just <laughs> licking the air, Dave? I had my hands out trying to touch them. Oh, but no, uh, yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, is it Who still Who needs weird? sex and zen, eh? <laughs> no. You see, certain bits of it. Did you cry? No. At the end? No. Not even when no, the That's the thing with the film. As, as much as it is a big melodrama and stuff and the spectacle works... The drama really doesn't work for me. I, and I'm really sop, soppy these, soppy, whatever, soppy these days. I mean, as I say, fucking Descendants, I was halfway bawling my eyes out every 10 minutes. But fucking Titanic, everyone dies. I don't give a shit. I'm just there like, come on, show me some more explosions and stuff. It's like, it, the, the, because the script and the sort of performances are so hammy and so clunky, there is no, no, like, emotional involvement. It is just pure sort of guilty pleasure fun sort of thing. And the noises, I remember the noise when the ship kind of goes yeah. vertical mm. and then there's people bouncing yeah. off it on the way down. That, and the that is the main scene like, for me that <gasps> always gets me. When so it's looking straight down. Yeah, when they're f- falling down, so that's fucking amazing. That do, was quite do cool. Do the special effects to hold up then on that bit? I was going to just say that, actually. The special effects on that bit do. The only effects that really don't hold up are mainly like the big wide shots of the ship. Um, it just the, the ship hitting the water is a, on a massive screen because it, um, it's now watching it on digital prints. It's just fucking pin perfect. But the, some of the big wides of the ship, it looks a little bit fake, like the waves do at the bottom. Uh, the main thing that looks fake is the sort of CGI people walking on deck and they just look a bit placed and it just doesn't look quite right. But the, the stuff when they're falling down and when it's sinking and stuff, that was great. I think it's mainly when it's they're light and queasy. sunny. Uh, no, not really. Um and actually, that's one thing. I usually get I get headaches quite a bit watching three D films, but uh, three hours now. I was, I was actually I was actually all right. Is that how long it is? It's three yeah, hours and fifteen it's really minutes. Long. I am never ever ever going to watch that film again. <laughs> but I don't know. I, to be honest, I was thinking about the length on this. Um, it's like it's it doesn't feel like stupidly over long though. I think 
because they, they do cram quite a bit in there and because the the actual thinking takes so long the thing is they've got the framing devices at the beginning and the end um the beginning bits i quite like going under especially in 3d going and seeing the titanic that was cool the other bits of the old i fucking hate the old lady in that film she is Oh, awful. she's so annoying. Like, awful. you want to drown her. Um, but yeah, it's got these framing devices. So obviously that, that adds 25 minutes on or something. And then you've got mainly the sinking for an hour and a bit. And it's like, okay, I can sort of just... It, you can sort of justify having the extra hour or whatever to to deal with a bit of the story. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel crazily overlong. Uh, and I didn't get a headache. Although I must admit, I felt like I was almost getting a headache um, after about an hour or so. So I kept closing my eyes for a bit. <laughs> And just have a little nap just not get a headache when the ship sinks and that works so whatever I didn't get a headache so so yeah Titanic 2D film's still did, a bit did you get a headache playing the 3DS no I think maybe oh, the 3DS is what's trained my brain to be able to watch 3D stuff maybe yeah I found that my eyes have adjusted so I couldn't use to put it on full up no and now I'm like yeah, yeah I think I'm just used to it um, but yeah as I say yeah the film's not perfect but it's it's cheesily enjoyable and the 3D I, I was really, I was really impressed by three. It made me very excited about the Star Wars ones. I'm not sure oh, about. Oh God, Fan- no! I'm not oh, sure of you. Phantom Menace and, again. Phantom How many Menace times and Attack of the Those fucking films. Yeah, it is in every single new format that we released. I mean, bring it on. Did you see the Pope the other day where they did a the Pope's like a satire website? Yeah. And they did a thing where it was like George Lucas to release Star Wars as silent movies, and they'd like done a mock-up yeah. of them in black and white and captioned and stuff. I thought it was quite funny. But, no, but I mean, I, I'm not that bothered about Phantom Menace and Attack of Clones, but um, it does make me quite excited for the for the other ones. Really, you don't think the pod race? And the, the pod race will be awesome, but I don't think I'll fall. Yeah, but it's, the pod race watch. won't be worth the rest of the film. Oh, it will. The that f- film is painful. Phantom Menace is so underrated. No, it's so watch shit. it now. When was that time you saw it? The more often I watch it, the more oh, really? I hate it. The first time I saw it, I thought it was all right. But the more I watch it, I'm like, I, I really... Oh, I, I watched it recently, it. and it wasn't as bad as... Like, the, the shit bits weren't as bad as I remembered. No, they were worse. Oh, a whole no. cartoon fight where they're throwing marbles at each other. What the fuck's that? Oh, God. It does have a couple of good scenes in it, but that's it for me. I just One, like, and that's the pod race. Oh, no, I like the lightsaber fight. I like even like the mid lightsaber fight when yeah, on the desert. When... Yeah, it's last about thirty seconds. Yeah, I know it's a shame. It's really... But yeah, anyway, it's not getting. And I tell you, the Attack of the Clones is brilliant as well. The last really? hour, last hour of Attack of the Clones is better than the last hour of Titanic. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. It's a bit. Would well, you watch them at the same time and see which one holds your attention more? Yeah, I reckon if you play uh, Dark Side of the Moon, it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've never done that. You know, people always do it, but yeah, no. Cool. Oh. Anyway, should we get on to Sundance? Yeah, that's everything we've seen. Let's talk, talk about we're, we're a little bit delayed, obviously, because Sundance was last week. The big, obviously, we're going to talk about like brief, like Sundance faves of ours. Yeah. Um, but um, last week, the big, big sort of hit in a way was a film called The Surrogate. Yeah. It won some big awards, and it's like the one that's really tipped to to like do something special. And it's yeah. basically, and I tell you what, Lindsay, can you remember that article you sent me about the guy? <laughs> Who was really badly disabled trying to get sex? Yes. The first time I Virginia. This film robot. is basically that. Oh, really? It's about a guy who's in like a, what they're called? Those, um, you know, when people are disabled, they're in those like iron long, iron long. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to have sex. So he goes with a sex surrogate, and it's about the relationship he has with a sex surrogate. So it's pretty much that article. Um, and, it's, um, and it's meant to be incredible, absolutely incredible film. Oh, okay. So I'm very intrigued by that. Mm. In fact, I think by all Because it was from his point, he wrote the article, didn't he? About, yes, he uh, I remember it being it, yeah. really him just saying, you know, this is, and this is part of just who I need, I need to get this out of my system. And, yeah. you know, I don't see why I should be denied it if other people. Yeah. Hmm. It's a great article, but the film is pretty much, I wonder if it is inspired by it, I don't know. But, um, but by all accounts, Sundance as a whole was meant to be shit out this year. Yeah. Like barely any bad films. Are you all right, Lindsay? Mm-hmm. You in it sounds like you're in New York. No, don't don't ask me. There's somebody outside bibbing horns. I don't know. It's probably a taxi. Or, if someone breaks through the door, if someone breaks the door, I will let you know. Yeah, I think. I wish I was in New York. Um, okay. Yeah, darling, I'm in New York. So, so Lindsay, did you Google? No, I gave up. I gave up. Um, although there's probably loads like um, it wasn't Howl a big player, and didn't that do really well at Sundance? And that was a great film that what? didn't really get Howl. About that, Allen Ginsberg. I think it was. It might Nothing have been one great of the Dog Award, wouldn't it? No, I'm not convinced it did. I might have seen um, it. Have you seen Juno? 
Yeah. Chat about that. Go on, quickly. <laughs> Juno's awesome. She's got a new film, hasn't she? Diablo. Yeah, young young adult. I Do you know what? Ignorance. Of me. I never knew Jason Reitman directed it. Huh? I couldn't believe how badly it's done. It's mean, <laughs> supposed it. to be really, like, pretty... It's supposed to be quite dark and harsh. It's just not supposed to be easy watching at all. It's supposed to be a bit fucked up. I think it's just put a lot of people off. Yeah. But I, I'm interested. I don't mind seeing it. I really good. liked um, Juno. I think Juno's a great film. Um, Anyone see Jennifer's body? Something no. about Diablo Cody does my fucking tree in. Yeah. I, think, it, I think Enlightening in a Bottle with Juno. I just don't actually think she's good. I think she's so forced mm. in her writing. And, and I, I actually think... A lot of Juno comes down to Ellen Page. Yeah, I was going to say because I think it's a performance thing. A like, oh, and like hey, Michael Sarah is amazing in that yeah, film. Yeah, all Michael of them Sarah. Are, all yeah, Michael Sarah. Yeah, but he is kind of—he doesn't really say a lot. And Jason, he doesn't really uh, do a like lot. Jason oh no, but he's—it just no, Jennifer no, Garner's but... brilliant in it actually. Like, because she's a bit yeah. hit all that, all of them—the mum, the dad, yeah, Bateman, it's a very clever film. Like the idea that they're just like, well, what are you going to do then? Yeah, it is it's a good film. But, but anyway, but yeah, but it's got, got some pretty decent movies, but it did really badly in America. It's probably not going to do too much here, but I never knew he directed it. I just thought yeah. that because of his profile now and his kind of yeah. Oscar nominations and the success he's had, that any film he would do would get a big buzz about it. But yeah. so surprised. Did she get an Oscar for Juno, though? Yeah, she So we're going to ride on that, like, yeah. you know, from the Oscar winning writer of Thingy. I guess Jennifer's body didn't do it. Yeah, that. but he got nominated for Oscars for Juno and yeah, Up in the Air. Yeah. Did anybody see Tyrannosaur? Because that got the BAFTA the other day, didn't it, for British film? And that's no, a that's a yeah. That. That's a Sundance winner. Dana, who obviously does this podcast before with us, thought it was shit, which is quite surprising. I'm really looking forward to it. I like Paddy really a lot. Like it's a really kind of like oh my god. Kind of film. Yeah, yeah, I think he just said it's quite badly handled, like quite badly written, like the issues it deals yeah. with and stuff and that. But, you know, yeah, a lot of other people have liked He's quite a harsh critic, though, Damo. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it can be. It can be, yeah. So, boys, what are your Sundance favourites then? Mine. Oh, I wasn't going to say favourites. I just, I use it as an excuse to watch some films I haven't watched. Because um, there's a lot of good films in, 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 in the festival. I mean, the one I voted for for the poll was. Uh, in the company of men, which is a great film, but um, but yeah, the film that I watched, I watched a documentary because Sundance. I find Sundance is very good for documentaries as well. You tend to find a lot of the ones that win best documentary or, or the audience world best documentary move go on to do quite well. There's films like Dig and 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 uh, Murderball, Murderball, and stuff like that. Murderball. And oh, the God. film that I saw, which also did really well, was a Sundance w- winner, and that was Man on Wire. I, I've not seen it. Uh, Oh, okay. It was a film I was desperate to watch at the time, and I just didn't get around to it. So I, I finally watched it um, just for the podcast, and uh, and I liked it. I thought it was good, but I was I was actually a bit disappointed. Um, I don't know if it was the hype or what, but I found it. I don't know. I thought a couple of the reconstructions were a little bit dodgy, and uh, some bits. Were, it, and on a whole, it was just a little bit overegged, a little bit like. Dun, 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 what do you mean by so reconstructions? Like, was it? Is this the guy who... Walked... Have you not seen it? No, is the... I thought I had, but that's a different film. Um, is this the guy who walked in the Twin Towers just yeah, after yeah, they opened? Yeah. And he was kind of... And he got arrested. Because I read a book recently where all the characters centred around that event. Like, so he was kind of yeah. the peripheral event. Um, so did they reconstruct that walk? Some... No, no. That, I mean, well, no. The, there's only a few... It's weird, actually. I, I think there's some bits I wasn't sure if they were reconstructed or not, which is maybe... It, which maybe means that some of the reconstructions were very good, but um, but it is a mixture of, of of footage from the time and also. But I think it's mainly there's just a few unnecessary reconstruction bits just to just to pad it out that just looked a bit cheap and a bit cheesy and didn't quite do it for me. Um, but they weren't too bad. But as I say, I just found it's weird. It worked. The whole reason the film works and the reason a lot of people like it is they make it so exciting and turn it into like a um, they turn it into some sort of like action thriller this what they do which is basically um sneak into the twin towers go right to the top and and uh, construct a, a high wire across the two towers and he and he basically does a high wire act across the two buildings which is obviously amazing but they turn it into this sort of action thriller which is cool and it works um, but just sometimes they are over egging things it's like oh, oh we did this and we did that and it's like so <laughs> it's like i don't know I, I felt they overdid it a little bit 
Uh, and it just took a while to grow me. I found the first half an hour is a bit like, is this not really going anywhere? It's like, so they're going to climb up there and do it, big deal. But it does build on you. And by the end, the ending's very tense. And when he's actually on the on the wire, it, I was like on the edge of the seat. It was, it was great. So it did grow me. And it was very entertaining. It's a very watchable documentary. Again, it's um, like with like Senna, it's, it's a documentary turned into like a sort of... Uh, exciting sort of drama sort mm. of film uh, and and i like it when films do that but at the same time it got so much praise when this came out so much praise and i just feel a few other films have done it a bit better and a little less over the top and like senna for example i thought was a lot better than man on wire and uh it's but it's, it is good though i don't want to brag on it but i think all the hype made me expect like the best documentary ever and i just got a documentary okay. that was good it's but not amazing i watched it before all the hype and stuff like that yeah and um i didn't think it was amazing when I first watched yeah. it, I thought, again, I, it's quite similar. I thought it was good. I, it, it took me a bit of a while to get into it. I struggled with him at the beginning. Yeah. Like, he, but, he, but everything, the way he did it, because yeah. he's the one who was so over the top. Yeah, he, yeah. And he gets up off his seat and he's prancing yeah, about. Bits, and those pissed me off. And yeah. it felt a bit forced, like it was a bit of a performance, which didn't kind of um, work perfectly. But also, I just thought, because it, it's, it's dumb to like a pure, if I remember right, I haven't seen it for years, but like a pure black. Backdrop, is it? It does, but then is occasionally he's in like a theatre, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it just, yeah. it just looked a bit cheap, and it's a yeah. bit like it visually. It was just a bit, especially you know, especially watching it in a cinema. I was a bit like, what? You know, yeah. this isn't cinema to me. But yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a good little story, and it is quite interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, thing I, is I was quite disappointed. A lot of documentaries like that they're not made for cinema originally, but they like I'm pretty sure that was made for TV, but. When it's if if people like it and it does well at festivals, then they give it a cinematic release. I guess that's what happened. Which is fine. And obviously, this is the same director who did Project Nim. Yeah, that puts me off Project Nim a tiny bit, but it's still very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm being harsh, but I was a bit disappointed. Um, at, yeah, but I know. But imagine, imagine if Man and Wire was monkeys doing it. Instantly, <laughs> so yeah. I, I do find the idea of Project Nim a lot more interesting than this. I, I do like the idea of trying to train them and and see how they react. For some reason in my head, I imagine Project Nim to be Gorillas in the Mist. (laughs) I don't know why, but in my head, I've I've put them Do you know what? I think Project Nim is more going to be like Planet of the Apes. Rise of the Planet of the Apes used the story of Project Nim as part of its development. So Project Nim's about... A a monkey taken into a family. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to trying to save them from having their hands chopped off by Pope. No, no, no. It's Yeah, Project... Right, the story of Rise of Planet of the Apes is pretty much Project Nim. Yeah. Does any does any at any point does any chimp ride a horse in Project Nim? <laughs> Maybe. I think, I think the <laughs> film is bookended that by case. that <laughs> film. I swear to God, that film. You're a knob. I, I bought no, it on Blu-ray. It was so annoying. I love it. <laughs> it was so annoying. Why yeah. the fuck is the chimp riding anyway? Why not? <laughs> because they're more because they're no. slowly becoming human. Yeah. Maybe. They ruined it for I me. I really they went, didn't have a problem with that scene at all. I don't understand the problem with that scene. Yeah. I don't get. It just, well, it didn't look real. It looked like it looked like CG tastic crap. Okay, so you have a problem with the execution? Is that a bad three D? Yeah, CG. Whatever. Lost me. It completely, it completely shattered the illusion that it's been building, and then there wasn't enough time for it to get As back. It's, because in a way, it's like a, it's like the subtle leap from a monkey turning human. And for yeah. you, that was a bit too. It was too big. big. Too it, big. Whereas him, kind of him getting cleverer and smarter and more human and and being able to see him thinking I thought they did really well and then suddenly he's so, fucking riding horses the problem I had was when he went no yeah yeah that was a bit dodgy he was like you know and then he was smoking a cigar and wearing a fez that might have been a, that might have been a different film but you know we <laughs> weren't far off that to be honest it felt like. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the Sundance shortlist from 2009 and spotting a film called The Attack of the Robots from Nebula 5 and um <laughs> I want to watch this film. The link takes me nowhere, which is really upsetting because... It sounds like the sort of film I should know about, but I haven't. No. It's only a short. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Oh, okay. But, but, but anyway, my um, film... I mean, Sundance is a brilliant film festival. They've got some classic stuff there. But I am going to choose... And I've spoke about this many times. I'm going to choose a film called Once. Oh, the Irish I film. Seen it. The Irish film. That's great. I've it's... seen the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first minute, I was just a bit like, because it is so cheap. Yeah. When it first starts, I was a bit like, what it's is It's kind this? of cheesy as well. Yeah, do you think? But it works. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. The songs, particularly, the whole... They they tread a very fine line uh, between... Yeah, but the, I, for me, it never tips over. Especially like when you think about we're in a normal film where the ending, what would happen at the end, 
Ooh, don't give it. I won't give anything my dev hasn't seen it, but I don't think I think it it oh, no, never I remember, fully goes there and And it's really captivating. Like I remember being totally absol- absolved, absorbed in the whole thing and never feeling that this was really tacky. Yeah, it's I mean ultimately it I think it's a great idea. Like it was like a realistic musical. Mm. That all the songs are framed not all of them, but they're all framed within the within it. Which I yeah, like. they can just suddenly appear out of nowhere. Like he's a busker and he writes songs and he's a you know so it kind of so that's and it ultimately it's just the songs are brilliant. That, yeah. Ultimately, that's why it works. He is amazing. She's she really is amazing. Good. They're both amazing. And I, if I remember, if I remember being kind of the the songs don't do what musical songs normally do, which is where the songs in musicals kind of reveal plot points. Like it was a film. It just happened that they both sang in it. It felt like the music was kind of just in them as opposed to being a kind of a device for letting out meaning. I remember the one where she goes to the shop for new batteries and she puts her headphones in and she walks home singing and it's really late. And and we've all done that where, you know, the kind of soundtrack to your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're walking down the road pretending you're in the music video. There's a couple of moments with the songs, but but anyway, but that still works because it's them writing about their lives. Yes. So she, she, yeah. there's a song that she wrote about the husband that she's got back at home. So it tells you the information about that, but it works because she's written that song. Yeah. Rather than just singing about it. But, um, but just a general premise is there's a busker and there's this girl who needs a... Who, who, who ends up watching him and likes him. And then she needs a hoover fixing and that's what he does as a job. His dad fixes hoovers. And then they just have this relationship and... and and then, then he realised that she can play music and sing and then he wants to record this album because he wants to go to London and he's got like an ex-girlfriend there and he wants to make up make up with her. So they end up trying to get this album recorded and, and that's pretty much all it's about. It's about their relationship and about making this album. They've both got these long-distance relationships that are bre- breaking down completely. And, um, and But it's just... It's so natural. It's so realistic. It's so real. It's And that's what makes it work. That you completely believe in it, and that it's just it's just beautiful. It's just a re- and it never goes where you think it's going to go. And but like I say, ultimately the reason it works is just because the songs are f- amazing. Mm-hmm. I watched it, and I literally ten minutes later uh, I bought the album. <laughs> I would think it would suffer. It would have suffered from a bigger budget because then they'd have added things that it didn't need. Whereas yeah. it works because it's very raw. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's cheap. like it's really like do they make it for like a five or something? Yeah, I think they made it for hundred grand or something like that. Yeah. But cool. again, She's... lightning in the bottle. The amount of money that film made, it won the Oscar for best song. Mm. Oh, did it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Never have to work again. And it's just, it made a lot of money. Made a lot of money, but a really great, great film. I guess one of those films that you don't want to overhype because it doesn't do necessarily anything really special. It's just a lovely little film. Lovely little film. Yeah, I, I concur. Awesome. And obviously, my opinion is the only one that matters. True, yeah. but today you, you need to watch that. I do, I keep meaning to. As I say, I started watching it, it was on really late one night, and because I really wanted to see it, I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just watch a bit, and I watched, like, the first five minutes, but it was way too late, I thought, no, no, and um, I, I, knew, I had it anyway, so I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Still, what I do, buy the DVD yeah. from Darren. I have, no, I do have the DVD now, I've got it, because you can get it for, like, three quid, so I've got it, but I haven't watched it yet. As, as usual, it's on my pile of about 600 films I haven't watched. But, um, yeah, cool. So, Sundance, yeah, yeah. as you, as you say, it is a good festival for it. It does get some indie films noticed and stuff like that. You do find the big companies uh, have noticed that a little too much sometimes. They tend to um, slip in some of their sort of semi-independent ones, like Little Miss Sunshine, where it's actually got a few big names in there. And uh, um, but at the same time, as you say, this year, like that's by the sounds things, is a full-on independent production. It's not one of these Miramax sort of. one. So no, it and is some of them brilliant. become Miramax productions because yeah, of yeah. Sundance. I mean, yeah. that's one of the ideas behind it. Yeah. So. so no, it's brilliant. So cool. The next week, Oscars. Um, will we have seen the Oscars by the next episode? I think. Yes. I think we will have done. So yeah, we'll it's next the weekend, isn't it? The twenty-sixth. Um, we're going to be. We're well, not Lindsay won't be, but um, although you can join us on Skype. But we're going to be watching it, so I imagine we might might be doing a few Twitter updates. We'll be like, yeah, live yeah, tweeting. Yeah, I thought, I thought maybe we could have a little link up. Yeah, um, I want to join. The, I, join, I want to join the pool. To be honest, I want to. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, we'll we'll have a pool. Yeah. Go. Didn't I win it last year? I think oh, you I might. Won it last year, didn't I? I'm pretty sure. I, I won think it last they rigged year. it last year. But oh, I, I think like... I, I won it with. I had a separate one with. To Matt be honest, with, you know all I'm interested in is the red carpet, anyway. 
So you're going to stay awake then? And what are you going to do? You're going to watch it online or you're going to actually pay for it? Oh, I don't know. What channel is it on? Sky's Movies. That'd be different now, wouldn't it? The, um, the red carpet will be on E, which is fine because we have E. And it'll be really annoying. It'll be Ryan Seacrest running around going, Oh, I love you, Angelina Jolie. Oh, that's the bit Skip I hate. It. It's the bit I love. Did you who are you see... wearing? That phrase needs to be banished for all but eternity. Who are you wearing? Are Do you, you know wearing? what I noticed as well when they did the Golden Globes? They've now got a stiletto cam. So they have a camera that just what? looks at the shoes. It's Honestly, basically... It's what's wrong with the world. It's like girl porn. God. Oh, my God. It makes mm. me physically yeah. ill. Who, who are you wearing, Darren? I'm wearing um, Goonies. <laughs> Are you wearing Goonies? Are you wearing Topshop's Finest? I don't know what this Sweatshop is. Finest. I'm, I'm wearing, wearing my pedo t-shirt. I'm wearing, on stiletto cam, he's showing some nice black and yellow Adidas. Clacks Clark, for me. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got some leopard print Converse on the go. <laughs> We're so fashionable. And, um, and uh, I'm not wearing any pants. Yeah, as in trousers or <laughs> uh, pant pants. Both. The American, the Dave version and the English version. He's rubbing his penis against the microphone. So you basically look like a chimp in a t-shirt, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Cool, so we'll all do... <laughs> picture. What's coming out? Let's have... I'm sure we'll discuss... What is coming out? What is coming out? We have got um, not much out this Friday. We've got Extremely Loud and Incredible yeah, next. Shit. Um, <laughs> Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Oh my the god. The Woman in the Fifth, which I haven't heard of, but I'm actually intrigued. It's Ethan Hawke and Kristen Scott Thomas. But it's by the guy who directed My Summer of Love, which is supposed to be quite good. I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a college lecturer flees to Parish after a scandal costs him his job. Oh, in the City of Lights, he meets a widow who might be involved in a series oh, of murders. Man. There's a couple of reasons murders, to watch My Summer of Love. Interesting. But yeah. Ethan Hawke, though, come on. Kristen mm. Scott Thomas is good. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it sounds intriguing, but I'll probably won't see it. <laughs> and on the 24th of February, we've got Safe House. Which is, some people have actually oh, quite that liked that was the it. trailer that I wanted to slay. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is fucking shit. Ryan Reynolds is embarrassingly bad. Yeah, but Denzel yeah. Washington makes up for anything. Yeah, I've heard it's supposed to be alright. It might be worth watching. Um, but yeah, that's out on the 24th. Uh, also, one for the money, fucking Catherine Hegel comedy. It looks shit. Um, yeah. Rampart, which is... Uh, it's this sort of I gr- hope it's gritty. a live-action film of the video game. Oh, yeah, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a gritty cop thriller with uh, so it's not the monsters smacking fuck out of each other in no. New York. damn <laughs> it, I saw the trailer for Rampart and actually I think I did it on Trailer Watch a while ago it um, it looks cliched but at the same time it looks pretty good um, and I've heard to be honest some of the reviews have been quite good so I'm, I'm intrigued uh, I like a good cop thriller now and again uh, we've got the best exotic Marigold Hotel which looks a bit oh, uh, God. Um, Red Dog uh, which is a family drama about the legendary true story of a of some sort of dog looking for his long lost master. Was it red? Uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's some Australian family film, anyway. Uh, then we've got Black Gold, uh, which is Jean Jacques Arnaud. <clears throat> oh, I got it. Yeah, it's so because he did a French accent. <laughs> uh, but no, the guy, what did he, he did loads of films like the 90s and stuff. Um, he did The Bear, didn't he? And, and all these sort of Oscar yeah, titles. But yeah, he's, he's some film about. In the set in the thirties about Arabs in the oil boom. So I'm not going to be watching any of them. Yeah. Uh, we've got a re-release of Laura, the old film noir classic. Yeah. Which I've not seen actually. Then we've got Blood Car, <laughs> which is uh, it's one of the left film who send us loads of films. That uh, it's one of their uh, releases. Uh, it's coming out in the cinema. It looks a bit cheesy. It's some sort of comedy drama, but randomly it's got uh, Anna Klumsky from My Girl in it. Who although she's, oh, yeah. she's in, in the loop, in the loop actually, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I used them. to fancy the fuck out of her when My Girl was out when I was a kid. No, I admit it, you fancy the fuck out of her now when you watch My Girl, you big pedo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Miss Adams said it was really weird to make out with her because she was like the little girl from My Girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm hemorrhaging. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, blood, blood cat. Keep an eye out for that if you want to watch some trashy... I don't know if it's zombies or what, something like that. Uh, but yeah, good good plug for that. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna watch the Descendants at the weekend. Yeah, and maybe the Muppets, maybe Star Wars. I'm gonna Wars. try and see the um, Floyd Young one. I want to see the Chronicles. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in watching Chronicle. What are you what are you on about, Linz? The uh, the one about Floyd Young. Oh, oh the Dangerous Method. Yeah. That's yeah, the one you're talking about, Michael fucking Fassbender. I do you know I've never seen a film with Michael Fassbender in it. Really. I don't think so. Lucky you. I've, I've, seen, I've only seen a couple. I, I like him. You've not seen um, Inglorious Bastards? Oh, is he in that? Who's he in that? He's the main guy in it. Oh, okay, yes. I I have seen a film with Michael Fassbender in it. But Did you not watch Dune? 
No, I didn't watch Journey and I didn't watch... Um, Hunger, Shame, X-Men. X-Men First Class, the biggest... No, thankfully, I managed to miss out on that one. Lucky me, lucky yeah, me. Yeah. But, um, cool. yeah, no, The Descendants, I think they stopped playing here. Oh, Ireland did that good, didn't it? And Chronicle, I, I can't make my mind up about Chronicle, like because it, it's a fan footage film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, a bit I'm, tired of fan I'm footage, interested it's whether good. it's good or not. I mean, but I, I read something the other week that said that like it's actually all right in yeah, terms of fan footage film. And and to be honest, I I quite liked the trailer when I first saw it. It's um, it does look the sort of banter between the teenagers and stuff looks fairly natural. You see, I thought they were all really annoying, but that's maybe because I find teenagers really annoying. But I don't know. I, I think yeah. I mean, I want to see that. Okay, yeah, but but I, I might end up missing it. But anyway, let's wrap Ooh. up. Yeah, no, just Darren Muppets, man, Muppets all the way. Yes, it no, will I make will you so Muppets. happy. Will I like it? Yes. I awesome. yeah. Stick, I think that questions. there's elements of it that um, the whole kind of self awareness of it will either uh, you'll think is really funny. Oh, it'll great! It'll really yeah. fuck you off, and you'll hate it from start it, to finish. Is but, it as good as Christmas Carol? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, it's it um, really? it's a bit more it's a bit more traditional in terms of like it's a bit more like a Muppet episode, and the cameos do get a yeah. bit annoying. Um, but like, yeah, no, it, it's funny, and I would say it's as good as Christmas Carol. It's probably not as good a story as Christmas Carol, but it's as kind of Muppety joy as Christmas Carol, and it's funny. It did make me laugh quite a lot. Yeah, awesome. So. But yeah, you might just hate elements of it. I'm not sure about you, Darren. I think Dave will like it, but Darren, you're an unpredictable force. <laughs> There's no monkeys in it either, so I can't say for certain. Mm. Cool. But... Well, 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 I'm sure we'll uh, maybe briefly chat about it next time. Uh, mm. Cool. Anyway, let's wrap it up. So... As ever, there's no new site news to say. So, um, as ever, just visit visit us. That's good. Visit us at bluefintreview.co.uk uh, on Facebook at facebook.com/bpreview. Uh, or follow us at Twitter at blueprintrev. And we'll try and do some fairly decent live tweeting of the Oscars, maybe. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Track on that. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'll do the red carpet, and then the boys can take over with the uh, the real film stuff because that's boring. Are you going to um, actually watch it? I'm definitely going to watch the red carpet. I'm not sure about staying up for the show because that's quite late. But um, I've got the day off yeah, ready. <laughs> you got the day off. The next Bless day. you. Well, I'm working on the Saturday, so it's true. It's any fair. It's any fair. Right, pleasure as always, boys. Yeah, of course, as always. Um, yeah, we'll uh, see you later. Bye. All right. Bye. He brings the popcorn. She brings the roses. <sighs> Subject Cinema. A tasty new film topic each week with a side order of film reviews. Yum. T.C. Kirkham. But I'm Jane. Kim Brown. What? Over half a million listeners. And you could be the next one. SubjectCinema.com Real movies for real people.